Iran may be just weeks away from having enough highly enriched uranium to produce a nuclear bomb. And the Iranian Minister of Intelligence warns the Islamic Republic may move forward if sanctions against the country are not lifted. If a cat is cornered, it may show a kind of behavior that a free cat would not. If Iran is pushed in that direction, then it wouldn't be Iran's fault, but those who pushed it. Under normal circumstances, Iran does not have such a program and intent at all. Here with more is Sargis Sangari. Mr. Sangari is CEO of the Near East Center for Strategic Engagement. Good to talk with you again, Sargis. So, Secretary of State Antony Blinken told NBC News recently that if Iran lifts constraints from the 2015 nuclear agreement, they could be just a few weeks away from possessing enough enriched uranium for a nuclear bomb. So how likely do you think that is to happen? It's good to be here uh, again, Gary. Uh, reality is that regardless if they have the bomb or they are close to having it, as long as they're able to use it in negotiations, I think U.S. is going to cave regardless of the administration. We haven't had a coherent foreign policy with Iran going back to 1979 uh, under all the administrations that uh, have come along. So it's a matter of whether or not we are going to take the bluff. Uh, the current administration is going to remove the uh, uh, foreign terrorist organization designation on the Houthis in Yemen. That's probably going to be the back door that's going to be used in order to negotiate with Iran for a possibility of a, another possible JCPOA. Well, the Ayatollah has issued a fatwa, that's an Islamic edict banning the uh, creation of a nuclear bomb. Explain what he would do and how that might influence political decisions to move forward to a nuclear bomb development. Well, these are just talking points from the Iranian leadership in order to be able to open the door for negotiations. Iran is still strong within the region, is currently in a fight with Turkey to try to expand its influence in Syria, in Yemen, in Libya, um, in Lebanon. So uh, Iran's uh, ability to reach out for its foreign policy based on the manifest destiny that Ayatollah Khomeini gave it in 1979, where he said that the road to Jerusalem was through Karbala, is still their driving mode and mechanism by which Iran executes its foreign policy. However, Iran does understand that American U.S. foreign policy is a two-year policy with the change of Congress and uses the uh, requirements and the rhetoric in order to be able to strike possibility and easing of the sanctions. As long as we are able to ease sanctions on Iran, Iran will continue to move forward. So, Sargas, it seemed that uh, President Trump moved us away from Iran and the Shiites, and now Joe, uh, Joe Biden's moving us back to them. Uh, well, the reality is that we need to develop a foreign policy for the region. And the foreign policy for the region cannot be just based on the fact that we cannot allow Iran to have a nuclear bomb. In 1979, uh, when we had Iran break away, uh, Iran, the Shah for us was a counter to communist Russia. Uh, the same as he was a counter prior to us moving into the region, into Iran for the uh, British. However, with that said, when Iran flipped and did not become a communist nation and became an Islamic nation, our foreign policy really didn't change in the region. We still were working in a deterrence against uh, uh, Russia, so we decided to put our chips in the bowl of Saddam and support him to counter communist expansion within the region. So for us to be able to 
achieve any type of a victory in the Middle East, we have to have a foreign policy. And for the past 40 years, I would argue that we have never had a foreign policy that really looked at Iran, except a possible two-year policies where we kind of shift to ensure that maybe they do not have the weapon technologies that might lead to a nuclear weapon. Well, it seems like we always kick the can down the road. You're not very optimistic about the Biden administration, doesn't sound like. Well, I'm, they're going to try. Like I said, they will negotiate uh, with, through the Houthis. Uh, Kerry was already negotiating with Iran with backdoor channels before the uh, administrations changed. Uh, he was even working, uh, hoping that if there was a current change in leadership with uh, President Trump leaving and not President Biden coming in, uh, it would be possible that we could go back to the old Obama policies. Foreign policy for the U.S. and the Middle East is very uh, uh, difficult to change overall um, because Middle East is just a volatile place. If you think about it, one individual in Tunisia burns himself and the entire region explodes in the Arab Spring. We don't know when the next individual who may put himself in a position where it might lead to a different type of Arab Spring for the region. It's interesting you mentioned uh, the Arab Spring, now 10 years, uh, the 10th year anniversary. Also in the Middle East, earlier this month in Lebanon, uh, political activist publisher Lokman Slim was shot to death. His body was discovered in South Lebanon, riddled with six bullets. Slim was an outspoken critic of Hezbollah. Let's listen to his wife, Monica Borgman, who said Lokman wasn't doing anything different uh, than he had been doing in the last few years. She wants an international investigation. It's mainly Hezbollah. And, um, but for me, it's not enough to say, um, okay, we know his enemies and that's it. No, for me, it is important really also on a symbolic level to have this investigation. So, Sargas, tell us your thoughts about Lokman Slim. Uh, as his wife asks, why was he murdered now and how likely is an investigation? The problem in the Middle East is that organizational structures that are created like the Hezbollah and other organizational structures tend to have an internal cleansing uh, now and then. And it's just an unfortunate piece, and I don't want to look at it from a callous perspective, but these things happen in the Middle East. These things happen internal to organizations. It is not something tied to a larger strategic issue or policy. It is just a matter of a reshuffling of leadership internal to those organizations. However, with that said, when we do not have a foreign policy for the Middle East, the Iranians read it as one that says, go ahead and do what you're doing, because if the uh, American government was interested, regardless of the administration, for a long-term solution for the region, then they would have taken steps forward to create a long-term foreign policy, because we do not create one from administration to administration. Iran takes it as a green light to move forward. Okay, looking at the long-term, Sargas Ungari. Thank you for keeping an eye on Lebanon and Iran, and we appreciate your insights. Talk to you again. Thank you. Thank you very much. God bless.